raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 2-7 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice. Walker drives right in the lane, leans in, high shot off the glass, no good. Tip batted around, doesn't go. Wojcik picks it up. Wojcik breaks to the right wing, stops front court, gives to Burton, flies down the lane and slams it home. Uh, good patience by Woj that time. Thought he was going to shoot a ill-advised jump shot. Gave the pump fake and had Burton on the trail. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It is Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill as we greet you each and every Monday night during the college basketball season on the west end of Richmond, Glen Eagles Shopping Center, Ridgefield Parkway. If you're in the area, come on out and join us this evening for great dinner, great Spider Talk, great college basketball talk with us. We're on the air 530 to 630 tonight and each and every Monday night. Bob Black with Spider Head Coach Chris Mooney. You heard the ways you can interact with us if you'd like. We would love for you to do that either by email, text, or tweet. We'll get to some of those a little bit later in the program. Really looking forward to our guest tonight as well. Coming up in just a little bit, Associate Head Coach Marcus Jenkins will join us, and Junior Guard Jordan Gately will join us tonight as well. We'll get the perspective of one of the integral members, quite frankly, the Spider Scout team that really helps the Spiders in preparation for game day. And a little bit more with Jordan as well with the Spider Basketball Program. Coach, good evening. How are you? Doing great, Bob. Thanks. Great comeback or bounce back victory, I guess, is the term that several people are using for the George Washington win. Did you guys kind of approach it that way, that after Dayton and VCU needed a quote-unquote bounce back win? Well, I would say uh, maybe. I think we, we are pretty good at looking at the games mm-hmm. individually. Uh, we had a day off after VCU since that game was on a Tuesday. And we're able to meet when, uh, sorry, meet on Thursday, uh, prior to the scout, and just talk about, um, really, just kind of talk about the ways in, in which we thought we had to defend and attack VC uh, George Washington. So, uh, you know, obviously, as we talked about, that was going to be a, a challenging part of the schedule, and uh, hopefully, we'll get that opportunity again or, or something mm-hmm. similar to the opportunity again, uh, and 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 hopefully, we can do better. Uh, but the the GW game, you know, they were coming off two wins. They had had a really exciting quadruple overtime yes. game against <laughs> win against Dave, Davidson, uh, which is a, a signature win mm-hmm. in in, uh, in a first year program. And uh, so it was it was important for us to really play well, and, and I thought we did play very well. Some nights I like to look at the stat sheet instead of going left to right with minutes and field goals and points in the middle. Some nights I like to go right to left. And Greg Beckwith and I did that at the end of the telecast. And by right to left, I mean steals, turnovers, and assists. And, wow, were those numbers impressive. Saturday night, 13 steals. That's a season high. Only four turnovers and 17 assists on the 30 field goals. Yeah, that's really – I mean, that's, you know, that's tremendous uh, to have – you know, to, to limit a team to four or to, to only have four turnovers is is great. And, uh, you know, I think we probably strive for a really low number. Um, you know, turnovers is one of those things that we, we don't really talk too much about it on the front end. You know, like, don't turn the ball over. Take care of the ball. Well, we talk an awful lot about it on the back end of it. And, uh, and so that's great. And then the steal number, uh, you know, it's interesting. I thought the steals – uh, the reason I really love that number is I don't think it was a result of us taking a bunch of chances and, you know, giving up as much as we got. I thought that was really a result of really solid defense. Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe they had to force the issue uh, a couple of times, and we were able to be right there with, with our hands in passing lanes. Obviously, the ones Jacob gets are, are a little bit different, uh, but for the most part, I thought we really, you know, we've deflected a number of other passes in, in addition to the steals, but I like that it wasn't because we, we pressed all game or because we took a lot of chances. It was really uh, the result of really solid defense to forcing them into difficult situations. Classic example of a Jacob Gilliard game where he doesn't have to score yeah. to impact the team. Um, could he have done that a couple of years ago? Would he have had the maturity and the wherewithal that's, to have scored only four points and yet still find a way to get nine assists and four steals? You know, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know. I think because he is a scorer, and of course we've had this with a number of our with our guards, is uh, scoring is such a big part of the game, such an important part of the game, but probably an overvalued part from you know, your fans and media and, 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 and that kind of thing. Uh, and so if when a, when a player doesn't score, he might not feel, especially if he doesn't shoot well, you know, it, and that, that was the reason he didn't score. And, you know, he might be worried about that or sulking about that or not able, as you said, to have the maturity to just continue to attack. And, uh, you know, he does so many things well. And before you even talk about statistics, he does things that really impact our team. So yeah, that that's a great that is a great sign of maturity, because uh, I thought at times you know that he has he has times where he kind of feels like he's controlling the other nine guys on the floor, and I thought there was there are a number of times where it felt like that on on Saturday. Uh, maybe a bounce back game in some ways for him after VCU, obviously not one of his finest games, and I actually had a conversation with one of our associate head coaches who just might happen to be here tonight who said you know maybe we kept a little bit of an eye on Jacob after VCU just to make sure that you know he was focused back in and ready to go and what we saw in practice certainly led us to believe he was going to be ready to go Saturday night he was great he uh you know I think that you know it's very emotional game um the VCU game always and you know and and I mentioned this after the game there's just uh in that particular game um you know with Blake being out there's really a an inordinate amount of responsibility for Jacob, and uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, he, I, you know, he handles, he always handles it great, and he didn't play his best game. Uh, but with, with you know, probably a little bit more support and help, he probably has the opportunity to do a little bit better. And so I don't think he hung his head. I think he um, really gritted his teeth and came out practiced very well and and as you said i i really thought overall floor game managing the entire game uh, i thought he was just terrific i think he really loved the steal that he got right in front of you yeah. where it eventually went out of bounds and they called a foul and yep. he went to the free throw line and then obviously the lob passed to tyler burton uh, flying right in front of the spider bench yeah exactly and and uh he you know he did everything well one of the i guess did he only have one field goal uh, correct, one yes, for five, yes. The field goal that he had is, you know, we were trying to get the two for one before the half, right. and he had a beautiful play yep. um, to drive in there and score. And so, you know, every every minute of it, he's really kind of uh, a bit of a maestro, and, you know, and he'll have plenty of games where he has a lot, a lot of points. And uh, so to be able to control the game with only that many field goal attempts is, is very impressive. Grant Golden had a great week, didn't he? He did. Grant has been playing extremely well. Uh, just, you know, really, really great. And, uh, you know, I, I think that Grant's the same way. I mean, he can have an impact on the game for us without necessarily scoring. Uh, but with the position he plays and with the amount we really try to throw it in, it's really beneficial to us when he does score. Uh, and he was he was great. I mean, you know, it felt like he was borderline unguardable in there for the two games mm-hmm. unless the team double teams him. Uh, I think they double teamed him once, and he found Nate for a dunk in the first half. Um, it was terrific. His defense was as good as it's been, and, uh, you know, he's you – know, I could never say enough about him and his approach. All right, one of the things you uh, talked about and addressed after the George Washington game is one of your favorite topics, and that's the bye week. <laughs> and how you guys are handling that, and the first words out of your mouth were rest. We're yes. going to rest. We're going to take a little bit of time. Uh, this one probably comes about as perfect as it could, I would think. Yeah. Maybe you think differently, but just with the stretch run that's coming up for everybody, yeah. to be able to get this time off now is probably about as good as you could have asked for. Yeah, I think it's it's great. And we had planned it a little bit before before the game, and uh, we talked to the guy. It was kind of what our postgame talk was about this coming week, and you know, we have nine games remaining in the conference and pretty much all Wednesday, Saturday until the last, I think the last one's Tuesday, Friday. Yeah. Um, 
and just how we're going to approach this week. We had off yesterday and today, a rarity. Um, and a lot of, to be honest, a lot of guys got in the gym, you know, during the course of the day. Uh, but I, more than physically, and that, that's always a part of it, I just want them to kind of uh, be able to, to rest and take a nap in the afternoon and, you know, catch up on their schoolwork, whatever, whatever they need to do, and then just to come out and be able to play. So th- these two days off and then tomorrow uh, and Wednesday we'll do workouts, so small group workouts where we're worried about, post moves and dribble moves and shooting and things like that and then resume practice on Thursday but really I do want them to um, you know just maximize their time where they are can can refocus and I, I don't want them to be worn out by the length of the season because it is really long and mm-hmm. even longer now that we're here all summer and so I hope we can maximize the time you know, uh, maximize how we're minimizing the, <laughs> these few days uh, because, I, you know, I, I think just having that fresh mind and not getting not getting uh, mentally worn out by the season, hopefully we can help prevent that But with this week. If you'd like to interact with us, 638-9508 is our text line. Feel free to text us your questions. Got a couple of those for a little bit later, 638-9508. You can uh, shoot us an email, spidertalk at richmond.edu, and on Twitter at spidervoice at ESPN Richmond. All right, quick comment on our guests coming up, then we'll take a break, uh, Chris, and then we'll get them up here. They're both in the house as we speak. A little bit on your connection and relationship with Marcus Jenkins that obviously goes all the way back to his playing days when you were an assistant at Air Force and then on the value of what Jordan Gately brings to this team now in his third year with the Spiders. Yeah, so Marcus was a uh, freshman um, when when we got to the academy. So we got to the academy in probably May uh, when Joe Scott got the job. And the, the freshman class came in not too long after that. They get started pretty early in basic <laughs> training. And he can tell you this is true. The first meet basketball meeting we had, there were 45 uh, recruited basketball players at the meeting. There's what? a JV team. Oh, wow. And there are uh, <laughs> lots of incoming freshmen, lots of attrition. It's a crowded bus. That's a crowded bus. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so uh, Marcus was uh, a really good player and an incredible teammate. Um, you know, and obviously as a, as an Air Force Academy student was, you know, was really had amazing qualities. And so, um, after he graduated, I got the job after he graduated or when the year he graduated, I got the head coaching job. And then a few years later when I came here, uh, we had an opening and I had reached out to him to see if he was interested in getting into coaching and Thank goodness he was. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, and Jordan Gately is part of, you know, as I said, the scout team, and I actually love watching those guys when I come in to watch, you know, you guys scout the opponents and just the value of what they do uh, for this program. Yeah, so we've had, uh, we've always had, um, we've always very much emphasized our walk-ons, mm-hmm. and um, it's been something really important to, to me and to our program that we have really good walk-ons, and, and we don't treat the walk-ons uh, differently for better or worse than than the players. They don't get fewer pairs of sneakers. They don't travel less. They don't get yelled at any less. They don't get any less. Um, and they're all, you know, they're they're here for summer school. Uh, they they have the same responsibilities and same uh, same everything. And I've always felt that that was really important for us. One, we we want more as many good guys as we can to have in the locker room. Uh, and then we want them to become good basketball players. You know, they are good basketball players. Uh, they're here, and we want them to, to get better and work hard at their game, and we don't want to sell them short. You know, I always tell the story that um, there are times when at some at some programs that the walk-ons are treated poorly until the night of the banquet, and everybody says how wonderful they are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just we want them to be fully invested, and, and I think it's really paid dividends for us, and Jordan is a – Another example of somebody who's really worked very hard, uh, you know, and and the way we do it, I feel like the walk-ons can become just as much of leaders as the other guys when they when they get older. And Jordan certainly has those qualities. Jordan Gately, Marcus Jenkins, coming up after the break. Spider talk from Glory Days, Glen Eagles Shopping Center in Richmond's West End, and live on the Spider Sports Network, ninety-nine five one zero two seven FM, nine fifty AM. Your home of the Spiders, ESPN. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Lux Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet, since 1916. This is Reality Radio. It's Black History Month and the first slaves arrived in Virginia in 1619 and became the economic engine that enabled Virginia to grow and prosper. Today, blacks are 20% of the state population and close to 50% of Richmond, Norfolk, Portsmouth, and Danville. Right now, the Virginia General Assembly and the governor are in the process of legalizing casino gambling, which will directly impact the black community. While billions of dollars of value will be created by this legislation, there is no discussion about African-American participation in jobs, management, construction, service contracts, or investment opportunities. However, Indian tribes and out-of-state billionaires are currently under consideration for inclusion. Our community deserves access to the economic opportunities created by casinos. Email or call your state legislators and the governor's office to say that black economic inclusion in casinos matters. Sponsored by Urban One. This is Mike Golick. Hey, it's Trey Wingo. Join me and Mike every weekday morning starting at 6 for Golick and Wingo on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Into Gately on the block with nine to shoot. Little fall away in the lane is good from Jordan Gately. Back this way in and hit the shot over Greg Smith. Welcome back to Spider Talk 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. Bob Black, Spider Head Coach Chris Moody, our special guests have joined us up here at the head table. Associate Head Coach Marcus Jenkins and the guy you just heard the highlight from, Jordan Gately, uh, junior guard, joins us on the program this evening, and uh, Jordan, I'm going to start with you for all the talk the coach and I just had about what a hard worker you are on the practice floor and what a good guy you are and all of that stuff. When you actually get to get on the court in a game and get a bucket like you did on that play-by-play call in the St. Joe's game earlier this year, what's that feeling like for you? It was awesome. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I think probably the best part is just seeing, like, looking back on it and seeing my teammates that usually are in the game and seeing Grant and Gilly and everyone getting super excited for me. I think that's one of the best parts for me. Uh, Coach Jenkins, uh, do you remember that move he made in the St. Joe's game for the bucket right at the end? I do, I do. It's something I'd seen in practice before. I was hoping <laughs> he'd break it out. <laughs> so, Coach, we thought it was a, a pretty good move? Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a great move. I mean, a uh, little fadeaway, a little yeah. turnaround fadeaway was right shoulder. Justin Harper, Jordan Gately, very similar, <laughs> very similar. Well, he actually got compared to somebody else. So that was the radio play-by-play call that you just heard. I want you to hear the television play-by-play call. Not so much my call, but Greg Beckwith's analysis came up with somebody else that he thought Jordan Gately looked like on that bucket against St. Joe's. Jordan Gately for two. Look at that spider bench. Post up. Looked like his dad posting up. <laughs> what's that all about you look like your dad did he really teach you that move what's that all about uh no i gotta give all the basketball genes to my mom <laughs> she, she would kill me if i didn't say that but i know she reached out to uh beckwith and gave him a little 
smack talk for not mentioning hers, but <laughs> she, she made him some cookies, and I think all was forgiven. That's correct. And by the way, I've got a sore spot with Beckwith for the cookies because he bragged on the air the other night about getting these cookies from, from Steph, and I never got a cookie. Wow. He didn't share, yeah. you know, with the guy he sits next to 35 yeah. nights a year. I, I'm yet to taste one of your mom's cookies. I assume Grant loves them. We know that. He does. He does. They're going to become legendary. I believe they are. The I Stephanie Gately cookies are going to become legendary. Uh, all right, so all kidding aside, Jordan, well, congrats on that, getting in the game the other night as well. But but your role on this team, how do you guys, uh, uh, you and the other two uh, walk-ons at the moment, I want to speak to that in just a moment as well, kind of view what you've got to do on a day-in and day-out basis. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just trying to bring, like, a positive mentality during practice. And my job specifically, I feel like I'm able to get on the older guys because coming as an older player, mm-hmm. I feel like, I have the respect for my teammates to be able to get on them a little bit and give them a little harsh judgment. So I feel like that's one of my specific jobs. But a lot of positive mentality and things like that to make sure the guys get going for practice and get ready for the games. When did that evolve? When did you start feeling like, okay, this is what I now feel comfortable that, you know, I can do with Jacob Gilliard or Grant Golden or Nathan K.O. or any of those guys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I first got here, Grant always joked that he didn't think I was ever going to speak. Yeah, I, was, I was very quiet. Um, now I'm sure he wishes I spoke a little less. But um, I'd say uh, last year, I know Coach Mooney had a little talk with me telling me that I can get on those guys and talk to them because he felt that they had my respect and I had their respect as well. So think last year Chris what is the significance of hearing it from somebody other than a coach well you know these guys uh, on a on a on a good team are the way I think it's supposed to be built uh, you know the guys joke with one another and and tease one another and whatnot a lot and I think that should happen and you know your 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 talent and ability is only one part of it and your your experience and your time there and your toughness and your commitment to the program those are all other factors in it. And so I think Jordan's earned that right for sure. He works very hard. He's here all the time. He's in the gym extra. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's confident and, you know, tough-minded and all those kinds of things. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's important when, when the guys are away from the coaches and they're complaining about something, it's important for a guy who would love to be out there and play to say, well, you know, you are being a – bad player or you know what i mean i i think that's i think that's i think that's really valuable because there's honesty and uh and i know i certainly know jordan in particular can provide that marcus take us kind of behind the curtain a little bit here when you've got a scout on an opponent what are you doing with these guys to prepare them to prepare the rest of the team yeah well it's a um it's not an easy job it's not an easy job it's it's essentially on top of knowing our offense, you're, you're attempting to figure out and, and learn an opponent's offense in a matter of, you know, minutes. And then not only, you know, know it, but execute it against our defense. Uh, and that's all while uh, all the coaches are, are uh, helping you <laughs> along to, you know, I mean, with the, it's a means to an end. You know, the scout team is so important and so critical to help our guys be prepared for each game. So, you know, we'll take a little bit of time before each practice and go over the opponent's plays and talk a little bit about what type of defense they'll be in or if they press or, you know, maybe a wrinkle here or there. Uh, but, yeah, they gotta, they've got to get out there and they've got to replicate it to the best of their ability. And it's not always easy because it might be, you know, 10 new plays in one day that they've got to memorize and know where to be and, you know, all while still moving hard and, and then, you know, trying to make a shot and trying to score against our defense at the end of the, end of the play as well. So it, it, it's not easy, and, and, you know, I remember doing it a little bit myself at, at Air Force, and so I've got, you know, a ton of respect for these guys and, uh, you know, some empathy for sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jordan and Sullivan, they, they do a great job, and the fact that we've got older uh, players on that team, mm-hmm. like Jordan was saying, that can – uh, you know, they know the right things to say. They know where to be. They know what's expected of them. Um, they know what practice is going to look like and what to expect out of that. So that makes it easier for them and, and only helps the team. 
how do you decide who's who on that scout team? Like, yeah, that who, can be who gets tougher. to be like <laughs> Kellen Grady and who gets to be Goodmanson? Who gets to be who? That, that's a little tougher. You you attempt to match, uh, you know, skill for skill, but when you're you're talking about you know uh, some of these guys in the league that are potentially future NBA players, uh, you know, we we've got to we've got to make up a few things. But you know, they 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 tried to the best of their ability, and it's really more about the. Um, like the, the movement within the play. And a lot of times we don't even let the, the scout team offense get to the end of the shot clock or to, the, to, to a shot. It's just more about defending the, the start of the play, the middle of the play, and then, you know, so many teams just end up going to a ball screen these days. Yeah. That's usually the big thing that shows up. Boy, you've talked about that a lot. I want to hold that thought for just a moment because I actually had a couple folks come up uh, tonight before you got here and say, can you have Coach talk a little bit more about what he's talking about with that ball screen defense? So we'll get into that conversation as we move along a little bit as well. Do you guys ever fight over who gets to be who, Jordan? I mean, do you guys get any say in this, or is this, this all coaches <laughs> no, saying? Coaches say, but we, we, we brag about it a little bit between each other <laughs> at the end of practice. So. Well, it's funny because we'll sit down with them right before we go into practice and we'll say, okay, you know, Jordan, you're going to be Kellen Grady or uh, Sullivan, you're going to be uh, Goodmanson. That wouldn't happen. But, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> on Davidson. And, you I know, don't know they, why I picked them, but I it just not happen to come to my mind. They, they do, you know, like to know who they're going to be, and they've been talking about who they're going to be in that practice. So, it, 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 it does mean something, uh, uh, who they get assigned to play. Has there been a, a most challenging team to be when you try to replicate that or even a most intriguing team that you looked at their plays and you were like, ah, this, this is kind of pretty cool stuff? Uh, one of the more interesting ones was, because I usually play guard when we go over scout, but uh, when we played Rhode Island, I think I played Langevin. So... Uh, <laughs> That was a more interesting one. A lot more ball screens coming from him, which isn't always the most fun, but it comes up a lot. So, uh, Well, that one worked out pretty well. Yeah. Right? So, right? I mean, that, that was a, an impressive win on the road for the Spiders. I would assume you guys take some pride in that also as the game unfolds and you see things that you worked on with these guys. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely one of the like feelings when they're running through their plays and we're on the bench. And we can see what they're about to do, and we can call it out so they don't get confused or they see, don't see a screen coming or something like that, and we call it out and can help them from the bench. Um, what are you doing during the game on that bench in addition to what you just talked about? What kind of role do you guys play? Uh, I think a lot of what we do is when guys come out of the game, talking to them and maybe offering a little advice that we see. I know during a lot of timeouts, like Gilly or Grant, one of, like they'll come over to me and like asking like they if I see something they don't, or a lot of times I just offer up my opinion <laughs> without them asking, making sure that we're rebounding or defending something something like that. I know. Sometimes it's annoying, but at the end of the day, I know it's what they need for us to be able to win. We've probably laughed more in these 10 minutes than we have in a lot of shows. How much more fun is this? Obviously, this is a very obvious question, but compare it to the last couple of years and, and you know, the cutting of the teeth and struggling through those years to get to where we are right now at 16-6. and six. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think a lot of it just has to do with now. I feel like we have a winning mentality where we go into every game where we almost not expecting to win, but like we're, we have the confidence about ourselves. When in the past, it was almost that we felt like we needed to win, and if we didn't, we would be doing a disservice to ourselves. But now we're expecting it, and we really think highly that we can win every game. We've talked with Coach Mooney about this, obviously, but Marcus, I want to give you uh, the floor for a moment as well and just how tough it is on a, an assistant coach. I know you and I had some conversations last year when we were going through some losing times, and your family is here tonight. I'm sure they will at least echo your sentiments, if not maybe even speak more to it, of just how much more fun it is right now than it was the past 24 months or so. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think they all would say dad's a little more fun to be around uh, this season <laughs> than he has been. But um, yeah, it, it, it's, I think, one of the, the neatest things this season is seeing our guys realize um, not, not, not what we've been telling them, even though we've been telling them that it's so hard to win in college basketball. And it's really hard to win when you're all freshmen and sophomores. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unless you're Duke or Kentucky or, or, you know, some of these programs that have guys that are there for a season and, you know, freshmen that contribute and are special players and then go off to the NBA, unless you're one of them, it takes older guys. It takes juniors and seniors, and then you can sprinkle in a freshman here or a, a sophomore um, that has, you know, had a little bit of experience like we've got. 
So the fact that we're, we're finally older, uh, we've got an older scout team. We, we start five juniors. You know, we've got a couple red shirts mixed in there that have seen four years of college basketball. That, I think, at our level and, and specifically for us here is a lot of the reason that we're, we're you know, doing what we're doing right now. Do you ever feel it got frustrating to you, like even you were saying, come on, Gilly, hurry up and become a junior. Come on, Grant or Nathan, get older already. You can't, you can't force the issue there, and you can't really no. teach experience like that either. No, no, you can't. It, it, it's got to be you know, experience gained through playing or you know, practicing over and over, and I, I think we're you know, reaping the benefits now of those guys playing as freshmen. You know, they've got so many minutes under their belt and they've scored so many points and they've been in so many different situations in games and they've, you know, won games. They've had to come back. They've, you know, think of our, our first game of the season this year. You know, we're, we're down 12 with a couple minutes to play. And, um, you know, the past two seasons, that's probably a loss. And it turns into a, a win this year because I think we're, we're older and those guys are experienced. And like Jordan was saying, like we've, we've come to expect to, uh, to, to win. Great point, Jordan. How much did that first game go for you guys? Let me get it right out of the mouth of one of the guys, one of the players, not the coaches here, and what that St. Francis game did to kind of jumpstart the rest of this season. Definitely. Just talking about it after the game, it was almost, it was sort of just a feeling, I think, on the court of this isn't going to happen again, losing two home openers in our at least my first two years. I think we everyone just had the feeling like we're not going like, to let this happen. We're too good to let this happen. And it was sort of a sense of pride at that point, I feel like. All right, uh, before we go to break, uh, when we introed you before the, this segment, in the break I asked Coach Moody to speak to about each of you. And, Marcus, I would love for you to do the reverse and your relationship with Coach Mooney. Take us all the way back to, to the Air Force days and, and where it's led to being at the University of Richmond as long as you have been. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was, um, you know, it started out rough. <laughs> you didn't mention that, Coach. Not necessarily my relationship. Forty-five guys. Forty-five guys. Oh, no, 45 guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily my relationship with Coach, uh, but like he mentioned, yeah, I walked into a room and I, I didn't know uh, any of the guys, and um, they were all there for basketball. And I thought they were, you know, freshmen through seniors, and even that would have been a lot. It just happened to be 45 freshmen. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that, that was the jumping off point. And of those 45, three of us were, were on the varsity team and, and graduated. Um, but it, it was an incredible experience, and we got to be really, really good and, and top 25 and uh, played in the tournament my senior year. And, and uh, my relationship with, with Coach Mooney was one that, the way I remember it, he was one of the only coaches on the staff that us players would go to when we had anything, uh, anything good to say, rare, uh, or, uh, or uh, you know, a complaint about whether it was playing playing time or mostly, you know, how we were being treated at the academy. Yeah. Uh, we would we would go to Coach Mooney with, um, you know, just attempting to see if he could get us out of something, <laughs> marching to breakfast or something like that. How'd that turn out, Chris? Different time. Uh, not well. You know, I, I didn't have that, that much pull there myself. So uh, it was a different time. And, uh, I, you know, Coach Scott, who ran the program, who was a head coach, it, it was just a different time. You know, and we didn't have as much – we probably didn't have as much time available from these guys. You know, the, the academy really dominates your time in terms of your schoolwork and the extracurricular activities that you do outside of basketball. Uh, and also it was just very – it was a demanding basketball program to play in, and there, there, wasn't, there wasn't quite the same type of relationship that's, that was created between the players and the coaches. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Marcus? Why, why Air Force? I love asking this question, and we're all so impressed by guys who go into our service academies. Why'd you do it? Sure, yeah, but, well, my answer has changed over the years, and <laughs> it's still changing and evolving kind of the further you get away from that place and the further you get away from graduation. You really start to see or realize what it does for you, and, and you know, I, I see it every day in, in uh, you know, how I raise my kids. And uh, my wife was in the Air Force as well. And, you know, we, we have a certain way that we, we do things. And, um, you know, we love structure. And that's because of the academy. And so there, there's so many positives. But while I was there, especially my freshman year, uh, you know, I was looking for a way to, to get home just about every day. 
but uh, it, you know, like I, I said, your your reasons for going e- evolve, and initially mine were. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough that my grandfather was an officer in the Air Force. My father was an officer in the Air Force. You know, it was so rare, you know, three generations of Air Force officers. And so when I was being recruited by Air Force for basketball and my dad found out, I was, you know, I wanted to go and play at UCSB or UCLA at the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my dad was like, you know, guess where you're going? So he, he really helped me in, in uh, swaying my decision. But looking back on it now, it, it was, you know, one of the best decisions I've made in my life and, um, you know, has opened so many doors for me and obviously created, you know, the relationship that I've got with Coach and, you know, allowed me to, to join him out here. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was a special experience and so happy I did it. More with Marcus Jenkins and Jordan Gately. Second half of Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill. Coming up after the break, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com. Diamonds Direct makes it easy for you to go over the top this Valentine's with an expanded selection of the most romantic gifts, special in-store designer trunk shows, and three years zero-interest financing on any Valentine's purchase. Jewelry is the number one gift for Valentine's, and Diamonds Direct is the number one destination. Diamond stud earrings, diamond eternity bands, layered necklaces, bangles, colored gemstones, and of course, the largest selection of diamonds and engagement rings in America. As part of our Valentine's celebration this Friday and Saturday, we're hosting an exclusive designer event featuring Los Angeles designs by Unique. Truly exceptional handcrafted heirloom jewelry she'll cherish forever. And no matter what you choose for the one you love, you're guaranteed the best price. Plus, you can spread your payments over three years with zero interest on approved credit. Check out our online gift guide and even shop online if you like. DiamondsDirect.com Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Sure Pump, West Broad Village. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney. Live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Shot clock at four seconds at three. Wojcik fakes the three, now takes the three and bank swishes it home. Jake Wojcik for the second game has bank swished one in and he ties the game at 13. He'll take it. Bob, he'll take it. Oh, if I could only give the behind the scenes of radio this evening, you would understand why I came in in mid-sentence there, but I won't get into that. That's a little inside radio talk. Mitchell Bradley producing here today, but the buttons are in front of me, and I'm not quite as good as he is at this. I'll learn one of these days. I'm new to this thing. All right, back on Spider Talk. Jordan Gately is our special player guest. Associate Head Coach Marcus Jenkins is with us. And Coach Mooney, uh, 638-9508 if you want to text us, at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond on Twitter, spidertalk at richmond.edu. Via email, one of the things I do love about the show is we do get to interact with our fans, and they get to ask the questions rather than me. They hear from me all the time, all season long. Uh, So let's do that, Jordan. This one came from the audience. They wondered if you would talk a little bit about what it's been like to be surrounded by basketball coaches, meaning mom and dad, uh, all your life. And, of course, your brother's also in, in the basketball community as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think definitely I've had a different experience than a lot of kids growing up. I know just, like, talking or look at, like, looking at other kids when I would wake up at 6 a.m. before school and my mom would have – their players would have condition and I would have to go with her – and before she dropped me off, and other kids would be waking up at 7.30 normally. Mm-hmm. And then right after school, I would go to my practice and then straight to my mom's practice. So it was just a little different growing up. But, I mean, I think it was for the best. Like, I, loved every, I loved every part of it. But it's, uh, it's very fun getting to see, like, I was on the phone with my mom yesterday, and we go from talking about uh, where we're going to get dinner next week to how she defends the ball screen coverage against St. Bonaventure. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a little different, but I'm 
it's like I'm really proud to see where my brothers are, both working on the NBA right mm-hmm. now, and my mom. Uh, couldn't be more proud of her. My dad, unfortunately, he's retired now, but he's loving to see come to my games, go to my brother's games, go to my mom's. So he's loving every part of that as well. Yeah, don't feel too bad for him. I've run into him <laughs> enough times. He's having a pretty good time doing what he's doing right now. <laughs> Having been around coaches um, all of your life, does it make you want to be a coach or maybe get away from it from a while? Have you started thinking about that moving forward? Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to be a coach. I, I've always thought I'd known that since seventh grade. And I've always wanted to be a coach. That's what I've always told people. But then once I got to college, I think I started to think about it a little more, seeing that it was coming up sooner rather than later. And I sort of sat down with my brothers and talked about it. And they talked about how, how like, it's not easy at all. Some, you, the first couple of years, you're going to have to devote your life to coaching. You're not really going to have that much of an outside life. But at the end, it's worth it. Like You're doing what you love, and you get to be where you want to be. All right, coaches, look into your crystal ball. What kind of coach is Coach Jordan Gately going to be, Coach Moody? Uh, he, I mean, he'll be a great coach. Um, you know, uh, he's he's I mean, he's been around. Ba- you know, there's something about being around basketball, like you said, co- all the time. You know, six a.m. after school, uh, so that he has that. Uh, just talking about basketball, all those other things. He has a really good sense for the game. He's a great communicator. I would say excellent. Uh, which is probably the most important thing, and he's willing to be direct, and I think that that's probably that's more and more rare among uh, his age group, and I think, therefore, more and more valuable. Marcus, what have you seen in Jordan Gately? We know what you think of him in the playing world and the coaching world. Yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll be a tremendous coach one day. Um, he, you know, I get to see him operate uh, kind of as the leader of the scout team, which we, we touched on, uh, you know, each time my scout rolls around, and so Seeing him again, you know, knowing the plays and, and helping guys be where they need to be, and and then again in game, you know, he mentioned when uh, the guys, the starters, his friends come off the court, you know, giving them what he sees out there, and whether they want it or not, and <laughs> and you know, just that that little bit of, of info is is important, and um, you know, just shows that that he's got a good eye for basketball, and uh, he's got a great personality, and and he'll go far for sure. I got one coming up for you, Coach Jenkins. But before I do that, um, back to Jordan for just a moment. If you have noticed, I've kind of stumbled through this a little bit tonight in introducing Jordan. I've tried to only introduce him as junior guard Jordan Gately. A lot of you may have heard us say in the past, walk on junior guard Jordan Gately. But, Coach Mooney, that's not the case right now, is it? That's not the case, actually. Uh, over the uh, Christmas break, we awarded Jordan a scholarship and put him on scholarship for uh, for this year. So it was uh, extremely well deserved and earned. And um, you know, as I said, we, we've had we've had a great tradition of walk-ons. You know what I mean? Small guards and walk-ons, and uh, and um, Jordan has really. Um, has become another one of those guys. And, you know, I think the first walk-on I can remember really taking a, a leadership role was Duncan McLean, who was here our first year and was same, confident, willing to talk, extremely hard worker. Uh, and that that's who Jordan reminds me of and somebody who's just, um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't cower or, or worry about what the guys might think or anything like that. I think he – he sees himself right there as their equal, which he is, and um, he's he's really earned it, and we're, we're really happy to have him on scholarship. What did it mean to you, Jordan, uh, when you learned that you would be on scholarship this semester? Uh, it was awesome. I know Coach Mooney called me into his office, and I know we were talking about because I'm not sure if anyone knows, but I'm graduating early, so I'm going to be doing grad school next year. So we were trying to figure out my plan for grad school and how that would work out. And when Coach Mooney told me, I was like, I was just sort of speechless. I didn't really have anything to say. I got a little emotional at first, but uh, I couldn't be more thankful for everything he's done for me, bringing me in in the first place to now getting a scholarship. He's done everything that's meant the world to me. What did mom and dad think about it? Oh, they were they were excited. <laughs> they were they were pumped up. <laughs> my dad specifically. <laughs> but uh, I guess he had already talked to my mom beforehand, so she was the first person I FaceTimed. Because if I didn't, she would have gotten mad at me. <laughs> so uh, she was the first person I FaceTimed, and she was already sm- smiling when I called her. So 
I had a feeling that she yeah. already knew. Well, congratulations. Really well earned that, and also really impressive that you'll graduate from the University of Richmond yeah. in three years. Yeah. That might top the cake right there. Or the cookies. <laughs> the cookies <laughs> in your case. <laughs> All right, Marcus, so this question came up from someone in the audience there. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear, to hear this answer. On those rare occasions when maybe you disagree with the head coach on some strategic element to the game, either in a practice setting or even in a game setting, how do you go about voicing and articulating your thoughts with the head coach? Yeah, see, some, someone's trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do realize that assistants aren't under contract. Right? <laughs> but let, let, let me start by uh, saying a time when we agree. All right. And, and this happens more often than not. And I think because of, um, you know, me having played for coach at Air Force and, uh, you know, being on a staff for so long in, in evaluating recruits. And we'll go out and I'll see a guy or he'll see a guy. And, and you know, more often than not, I'm bringing him in and being like, Coach, you got to see, see this kid play. And um, most of the time, we, we really like the same player and like the same attributes of that player or the same skill set of that player. And so that, that, that has been, um, I think, really good. Uh, because I can show him a player, and, and, you know, he's usually like, yeah, let's try to get him, you know. Um, now, a time when I disagree, and, and maybe, you know, whether it's dealing with strategy in the game or uh, planning practice or something like that, uh, I'll say the one thing about Coach Mooney is I think he has the staff he has and, and hopefully likes me on his staff because we're willing to disagree. And I think, you know, he doesn't want just somebody agreeing with him all the time. And, you know, we've gotten, you know, great things out of that. And we'll sit down in the conference room and be, we'll talk about a scout or a player or whatever it might be. And he'll go around the entire room and ask for their, uh, an opinion or a vote on something. And it's never unanimous. And I, I think that's something that's, that's great about our staff and, and speaks to Coach Mooney and his kind of leadership and the, the staff that he's put together. Uh, but, you know, one, one strategy I'll say that I've got is, uh, you know, if, if say I disagree with a, a play call or, or I want to get something else in, I might just give him a few options to pick from <laughs> in, the, in the heat of the moment during the play, during, uh, while, while the, the game's going on, and, and that seems to be uh, somewhat effective. So. Uh, well, let me dig deeper a little bit on that. What was your thought process, and how did you handle the whole idea in the summer of, hey, let's go straight man-to-man defense, what we've been doing needs to be tweaked and we're going to go man-to-man yeah well that that one hurt my heart uh because <laughs> I, I you know i played the matchup at air force and i've seen it you know i was obviously here 2010 2011 i've seen what it could do at its highest and best level um but also you know i i i saw the run it's had the last couple years and so you know we we, we couldn't just sit by and and continue to do the same thing we all kind of agreed that a, a change needed to be made and that was a pretty drastic one for us and a pretty big undertaking that we we started immediately once we hit the off season in the in the spring and in the summer and um you know i i think it was the right decision even as much as i, I love the matchup but uh, i think it was the right decision and what's been really great is seeing the evolution of our man-to-man defense uh kind of to where it is now um and again guarding ball screens is, is the biggest thing in basketball right now and you know, Grant and Sal and Matt and are doing such a great job hedging. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort. And so we put a lot of time into it and to see it paying off in the way it is um, right now and, and seeing hopefully where it can go is exciting. Jordan, give us the player's perspective on this. You were around for a couple of years with the matchup and now to the man-to-man. And I will, in full disclosure, we've asked every player who's been up here at the head table on this show about what it was like during the summer to go through that transition process. Yeah, definitely. It was a little different to start. We weren't really expecting a lot of our workouts used to focus on offense and we do defense and here and there. But then this, when we got to this summer, this spring, it was all defense all the time. So uh, we had to get a little used to that. But I think it's shown that it, like it's worked out. But at the same time, last year, the past two years, seeing I've never been a part of a team that played that matchup zone, but seeing it at its like seeing it go well, it looks really good. Don't know how to say, being a part of the scout team that played against it, mm-hmm. sort of trying to figure out how to score against it. It was tough, but I think man's done pretty well for us this year. Did it become uh 
tiring over the summer to have to go through all those kind of drills? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I just remember Coach Jones with his whistle yelling at, <laughs> yelling at us, um, d- making us do it over again. But it's all worth it. As long as we're getting stops in games now, that's all that matters. So it's unanimous. Every player has been honest and said the same thing. It did get tedious and challenging <laughs> during the summer, but it's been worth it in the fall and winter. Uh, guys, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, Marcus, if you want to stick around a little bit, we'll get into that ball screen and all those X's and O's. Uh, Jordan, I'll let you gra- grab something to eat. How are you enjoying a little bit of time off, by the way, this week? This is a rarity first week in February in college basketball. It's nice. It's nice, especially at this time of the season, but I have to go write a paper, so I wish <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go get I some nourishment so you can write that yeah. paper. Uh, tell yeah. Mom and Dad we said hello, and we're looking for the cookies. We'll do Right, we're looking for the cookies. Appreciate Jordan Gately, thank you for being with thank us. Marcus, me. stick around. We'll be back with our final segment of Spider Talk. We'll get into some X and O conversation, some strategy. Coming up when Spider Talk continues on the Spider Sports Network, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Three used car questions. How long will I be stuck in this dealership? Do they even have the color I want? Why is this taking so long? What day is it even? Okay, so that was four questions. Questions you never have to ask at CarMax. Because in select markets, CarMax will deliver the car you want, right to your door, right on your schedule. So you won't have to blow your weekend at a dealership, and you'll be on to your last question before you know it. Are we done here? Cool. Cool. Because that's the way car shopping, buying, and delivering should be. CarMax. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media. If you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, the Prostate Cancer Educational Institute of Virginia wants to help. These guys hope you'll join them in their monthly meetings where men openly discuss their concerns with others who have already been through it. The next meeting is February 5th at 6.30 p.m. in the Radiation Oncology Waiting Room, 6605 West Broad, in the old Reynolds Metals Complex. For more info, visit prostate.club or call 266-7762. That's prostate.club. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. Obvious News! Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Diamonds Direct makes it easy for you to go over the top this Valentine's with an expanded selection of the most romantic gifts, special in-store designer trunk shows, and three years zero-interest financing on any Valentine's purchase. Jewelry is the number one gift for Valentine's, and Diamonds Direct is the number one destination. Diamond stud earrings, diamond eternity bands, layered necklaces, bangles, colored gemstones, and of course, the largest selection of diamonds and engagement rings in America. As part of our Valentine's celebration this Friday and Saturday, we're hosting an exclusive designer event featuring Los Angeles designs by Unique. Truly exceptional handcrafted heirloom jewelry she'll cherish forever. And no matter what you choose for the one you love, you're guaranteed the best price. Plus, you can spread your payments over three years with zero interest on approved credit. Check out our online gift guide and even shop online if you like. DiamondsDirect.com Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Sure Pump, West Broad Village. 
Weekdays, you're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Spiders back at it Saturday afternoon in the Bronx against the Fordham Rams. That's a 2 o'clock game. Our airtime is at 1.30 from Rose Hill Gym. Greg Beckwith and I'll be on the call with the Spiders and Fordham Rams Saturday at 1.30. Uh, Coach Jenkins, I kept you up here because I do want to talk some X's and O's. And then we had another great question uh, from uh, one of the folks here in the audience. And by the way, a quick shout-out to one of our former football players who's here tonight. Yogi Safrowich is here tonight, so we appreciate him coming in. I think he played in the early 1980s, uh, maybe, and he's uh, in the house tonight. And if you haven't been here, we certainly encourage you to come on out and join us for a spider talk here at Glory Days Grill each and every Monday night during the remainder of the college basketball season. All right, coaches, let's talk ball screen defense and why that has become uh, so prominent in the vernacular of college basketball. And I actually had, you know, a fan come up before the show and said, can you can you ask the coaches, you know, why are our big guys always going out to the perimeter on defense? What is the purpose of them getting out? You know, why is Grant Golden 25, 26 feet away from the basket on defense? Take us through the strategy behind the ball screen defense. Coach, you've been talking to Coach Moody, you've been talking about it a lot, particularly over the last several weeks, I think. Yeah, I would say just about every team, uh, their their primary part of their offense, whether it's the first thing or the last thing or in between are ball screens. Um, I would say Davidson's probably the one team that's not quite as ball screen dependent that we see on a regular basis. But everybody else, for example, especially GW, the ball screen is part of just about every single play. Um, so it's, it's really difficult to defend, right, because you have the ball – being dribbled and then somebody setting a screen right on the man guarding him so that could create a lane to the basket and so you have to figure out how to cover that or at least take the you know you try to take the the best things away from the offense and give up the worst things uh but it's it's difficult because of the speed the great dribbling the physicality of the game uh the size of the screener the mobility of the screener and so there are many many different ways to guard the ball screen and one of the things that was really positive about the matchup is that we had a fairly intricate way of signaling that to be a switch, and that we would try to keep our big guys off of the perimeter. We would we would try to keep our big guys off the perimeter. Um, and so now our big guys have to go out and, and support, you know, kind of give support to the to the man who's guarding the ball. And so there are different ways to do it, and you know kind of like a hard hedge would be the, the center coming out and making the dribbler retreat toward half court if possible. Uh, a soft hedge might, or a flat hedge might be just making the dribbler continue to go east and west. And, of course, all the while you're worried about the guy who just set the screen now who's rolling to the basket or popping out to the perimeter or going to screen someone else. You know, he's allowed to go wherever he wants to go, Bob. That's, <laughs> and so when he rolls to the basket, now you have to have support from somebody you know, the man on the wing who's coming out, his man needs to support the roll to the basket and worry about his guy. And all the while there needs to be pressure on the ball so that he can't throw any pass that he wants. So there's no, you know, if you watch an NBA game and each team scores over 100 points, that most of those are the result of ball screen. So it's a really, there's no way to say, hey, just shut down the ball screen. Uh, but you're always trying to play the percentages and do the best you can. And so what we've been really working toward is having our center give more and more support to ball screen defense. And Grant has improved so significantly. Matt has always been good, and Sal has really improved being out there. If you can make the point guard not survey the court and be retreating somewhat with his dribble, then you have time to both stop the roller and get out to your guy. If you don't, then you might be you know, a victim of all of those. And so really that's a, a real positive for us that Grant has been, you know, has grown into the point where he can do it and really impact the dribbler, the ball handler, uh, which makes the rest of the defense easier for everybody else who's already in a kind of an outnumbered situation. But it makes it easier because that half second they're protected. 
Mark has just been nodding his head through this whole <laughs> intricate. conversation. Intricate. intricate. Good way to put it. Uh, I want to talk some more about it as we move on, on on further shows as well because, as you said, just about every team we're playing right now has some variation of that. did have one more question before we get out of here tonight. I'm going to try and get out on time. Yeah. So you got about a minute, Marcus, because the got last it. two weeks I've been over and I've gotten yelled at. Believe me, I've gotten <laughs> yelled at for the last two weeks. Uh, question was about recruiting, but specifically international recruiting mm-hmm. and what a boon that has been and how you guys are taking taking advantage of that here at the University of Richmond because we've obviously had some great success with international players. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we, we've, we've um, benefited greatly from international recruiting, and, and um, it, it is, uh, you know, blowing up, as they say. And especially in Canada, uh, that one, you know, is, is easier because a lot of those teams or players play on AAU teams that come down and, and play in American events uh, over the summer. Uh, over in Europe is a, a little bit tougher, obviously, to get to or to evaluate. But there, there are now um, scouts and evaluators that have just planted themselves over there, and they send back scouting reports or uh, talent evaluations, or essentially just a list of players that they think are at certain levels, high major, mid major, low major uh, level. And so you can easily find names now. The hard part is evaluating those kids and finding the right ones for your program. And, you know, we, we've been very lucky uh, in the, the guys that we've been able to, to identify and evaluate and eventually get into the program. You know, you, you see what Nate's doing night in and night out these days, and, and Matt's really uh, coming along, and, and Andre is, you know, obviously a, a fan favorite. Um, so we've been very lucky in, in the, the international players that we've got. But, yeah, it, it's exploding right now, and you're seeing more and more of these players pop up on every roster. We will talk more about that on future shows. Marcus, thank you for joining us this evening, and Thanks. Jordan Gately as well. We'll certainly have you back. Enjoy your time here at Glory Days tonight. Appreciate it. Coach Mooney, enjoy the rest of the week. Get him ready to go. We'll talk to you Saturday from Fordham. Thanks very much, Bob. All right, Mitchell Bradley, thank you for producing. Matt Joseph's in our studio. Bob Black saying so long from Glory Days Grill for Spider Talk on the air at 1.30 Saturday afternoon from Rose Hill Gym. The Spiders at Fordham is when we will talk to you next. So long from Glory Days Grill for Spider Talk on 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM, ESPN. You've been listening to the Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 530 to 630 throughout the college basketball season for Spider Talk, a live presentation of the Spider.